If you got your Bibles, will you turn to the book of John? Uh, we're going to be venturing in there tonight. Uh, we're going to be in the ninth chapter. I, I already talked to Chris uh, uh, where we're going to be, and and we're going to be through most of the chapter in thirty, mostly going through thirty-four verses. But we're going to be in verse thirty-four. So, Chris, if you would put that up on the screen, and I'm not going to ask you to stand because uh, there's there's just a little bit that I want to read. That's the foundation of the night's message. And, and we're going to get to the reason behind this, if we would, but, but it's this right here. They cast him out. They cast him out. Father, for your scripture I get thanks. In your precious son's name I pray. And amen. How we've got to this point in the Scripture, the, the, this chapter begins about the disciples asking Christ about the blind man that was, that was blind from birth. And if you look back in the first of the chapter, in verse number 1, the disciples ask him, uh, uh, who sinned, uh, uh, the, the young lad, if you will, or the parents? And, and that was a big thing back in those days. You know, even in my mamas or grandparents today, that was a big thing because if something bad happened in a family or, or to a family or, or through a family, uh, that was one thing that the elders, uh, the elderly thought about, Brother Clarence. Somebody had committed a sin. Somebody wasn't doing God's will, wasn't doing what the Lord would have them to do. And, and because they weren't doing that, God was punishing him for it. Amen. Uh, now, I know the world today, uh, Brother Tony, they don't think that way. And, and you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but here's what I do know. Uh, because they don't think that way, uh, they've got further away from the Lord. <laughs> and, but if I know that if they had that fear uh, of God, uh, or their reverence, if you would, uh, and, and would fall under the conviction that, 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 that they would know that God could cause something like that to happen. And I believe with all my heart, Brother Clarence, that if God had the will to do something like that in a man's life, he could do it. Amen? But let me tell you something. There's reasons for what he would do that for. It was because he has work to do, the Bible tells us. And they said, the night is coming upon us, and while it is light, he must do God's will. Amen? And that's the basis of our message tonight, that the light of the world while it is light, we need to be doing our work as God's people. We need to be. Because when dark falls upon us, uh, we can't see. Amen. We move Sunday night services up to 4.30. Now, why do we do that? Because uh, some of us elderly people that, that can't see and can't hear either, uh, it gives us a chance to be able to get home on Sunday evening before it gets dark, if the preacher don't get too long, and be able to get home and don't have to worry about driving in the dark. Well, because it's dark, we cannot do our work. But as long as it's daylight, we can do what God would have us to do. This young man was in a pickle. God had, the Bible says, had spit on the ground and, and took a little bit of the clay and rubbed it on this blind man's eyes. And he told him to go wash in the pool of Salaam, if you would. And he did that, and which that was just for him to be obedient. It had nothing to do with him getting his sight. But when he washed... You could see. And you can just 
about imagine the jubilation that was in that young man when he was able to see for the very first time, Brother Worry, and we've been able to see all of our life. Amen. It's nothing new for us to go up and wake up every morning and open our eyes and see the glories of God. For most of us here this evening, we've enjoyed that in our lives. But imagine not being able to see nothing of your life and one day a man rubbed clay on your eyes, a man that you have no idea who he was to begin with and told him to go wash in the, in the pool that was just right up the ridge from where they was at and he could receive his sight and praise God he did that and he did. But see it, it caused discourse among the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Jews and they just didn't like what was going on with this young man. And I'm going to get to the basis of tonight's message tonight, so, so pray with me. Chris, the, the, the title of tonight's message is this, The Price He Paid. The Price He Paid. And, and, and the he we're talking about is the young man that was received his sight. Amen. Uh, uh, he knew that, uh, uh, that there was a price to be paid that come along with everything. Because, see, the Jews was... was, 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 was had him in a place to where they were trying to make him uh, uh, tell what happened to him. They wanted to know exactly how did this man get his sight. And he just told us, I don't know. A, a man named Jesus, a, a prophet if you will, a, a man of God, they say who he was, said he spit on the ground and he rubbed clay on my eyes and he told me to go wash in the pool and I did and I did. But they refused to believe it. Not because of it was true, but because of the fear that they had and the power that this man named Jesus was going to have over the people. They was afraid of that. See, they was all about power, Brother Clarence. You would hope and pray they was about God. Now, don't get me wrong. They believed in Moses. Amen. They believed in the law. And matter of fact, they believed in it so much, that's all they could see was the law. They could not get to the fact in their life that one day the Messiah was going to come. Amen. And they did not agree that the Messiah had come through this man named Jesus. But the man told him, listen, I don't know how I received my sight. And they asked him, and they drilled him time after time after time. How did you receive your sight? And he told him, and he kept telling them. So finally it came to the point that they got his parents in there. We'll just get his parents in here. They'll tell, you, they'll tell us how the old boy received his sight. And said so his parents actually said, we know not this is our son, and he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. See, there's a, there's a problem right here that they were dealing with through all this. They knew that if they go against the law, if you would, and they didn't agree with the way the Jews was trying to tell him to agree with, that they would get thrown out of synagogue. And when you get thrown out of synagogue, your way of life did not exist, per se. That was their livelihood, Brother Clarence. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's like getting thrown out of a club, most likely not, but getting thrown out of a, in a place to where you're able to exist and live uh, in an everyday walk of life. But they were afraid of getting thrown out of synagogue. And they said, we, we, not know, we, we know not, but, or who hath opened his eyes, uh, we know not. But he is as age, ask him. Ask that old boy. He, he, that boy, our son's of age, ask him how he got it. He shall speak for himself, the Bible says. And in the 22nd verse it says, These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. That's what I just got through telling you. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that this man was Christ, 
He should be put out of the synagogue. So they tried to inject fear into this family. Something that should be of jubilation and of happiness and joy. They were dragging it down to the point to where they were fearful of confessing what had happened in this man's life. They couldn't rejoice, Brother Clarence. And I can about imagine if I said, old boy was feeling, he was running around like a chicken in a storm with his head cut off, ran around and around in circles. Somebody told us about somebody that was raising a blind dog and couldn't hear a deaf and, dog, a deaf and dumb dog. And he said, the only thing it done when it felt vibration or something or could smell something, it would jump up and start running around round circles because he knew something was... Somebody was there. So I can about imagine that's what this man was doing. But the Jews was trying to kill it. Because they was afraid of this man named Jesus. And so, therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. So in the 24th verse, they said, Then again they called the man that was blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. And he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, <laughs> now I see. Don't ask me how he done it. ain't got no idea. But I know I can see now. And I give him glory. Then said they to him again, What did he do to thee? Now you can understand this is the fourth, the fourth time they have drilled him and asked him about this. How did he open thine eyes? And he answered them, I've told you already. Now I can about imagine you getting pretty aggravated yourself. And you did not hear. Wherefore, would you hear if again? In other words, if I told you again, would you hear? Will you also be his disciple? Now I want you to know right fast, like that fired them Jews up pretty bad. They didn't want to hear that at all. Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. They say they, they were hung up on Moses and, and, and the law. Mamma, that's all they knew. They didn't know no different. But they had heard about this man named uh, a Messiah was going to come one day. And I don't know if they were afraid of him so much that they didn't want to recognize him for what he or what he was or what. But they didn't. It says, We know that God spake unto Moses. As for his fellow, uh, we not know whence he came from. And the man answered and said to them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that you know from whence he was, and yet he hath opened my eyes. Can we just not be okay with this being such a great thing or a marvelous thing that happened? Why not leave this alone and, and, and let, let a good thing happen and still try to bring us down? He says, Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing? Well, let me tell you something. He was getting the Jews pretty fire, fired up by now. He was getting mad because this, this man was getting pretty blunt on, on what he was telling them. And he said, they answered and said to him, Thou wast 
altogether born in sins. In other words, you was born blind. And thus thou teach us. And because of that, they cast him out. The price this young man paid to receive his sight, Ray. But you know, he didn't do like most people would do in today's time. This man stood steadfast in what happened to him. He didn't pass it off and, and, and fall to the wayside knowing that if, if he would have just agreed with what the Jews were telling him, everything would have been okay. He would have got, A, got to have his sight. B, his mom and dad would have probably been left alone. And, and, and C, he, he would get to stay in a synagogue and be able to enjoy a new way of life that he had never experienced before, Brother Gene. You understand, he had sat at that gate most of his life, probably begging for alms or whatever he could get. The only way he had to make a living, Sue, they didn't have special needs back in those days. You sat at a gate. You begged for everything you got. Amen. So that's what he was doing. So this man was in a new day and age, if you would. He was able to see those that was walking through that gate every morning. Those that was merciful enough to give alms or give him a whatever they could give him just so he could survive he was able to see them and most of all thank them for what they had done but there was somebody that was more important than him he needed to thank and his name was Jesus and said Jesus heard that they had cast him out now here's a good part of this story And when he had found him, he asked him this. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? Ain't a trick question. Christ is asking us here tonight. Dost we believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord? Well, he answered his own question. <laughs> when he said, Lord, he... I mean, he didn't know it, but he just got through confirming who he was. And he said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. Wow, what a blessing. <laughs> Not only did that man receive his sight that day, but he got to look on the face of Jesus. He got to look upon the face of heaven. He got to look upon the face of our, our God in heaven. What a blessing this young man had went through, knowing that his day started out great and then went bad when they cast him out of the sea. And knew that what they had done to this man, he had to find him. Because I'm sure Jesus felt responsible for what had happened to this man. And it wasn't the sins of, his, of him or his mom or dad or anybody that had anything to do with this man. Jesus' connection to this man was this. He had to show that God would be made manifest. Ray, that's a big word right there, manifest. Revealed, if you will, to those who would believe. Church, in our everyday walk of life. And every time you sit down and read your Bible,
See, it was God's work to do that. Because if God did not do that, God could not make His point to the world today. You know, when, when Christ was crucified on the cross, He had did all He could do for this world. Amen. While He was of a carnal man, if you would, a fleshly body, He couldn't do nothing else. He had done healed a bunch of people. He already gave a lot of people their sight, their hearing, those who were lame. He, he, he allowed them to walk in. He raised people from the dead. He had already did everything that, that should convince people of this world that, that God was indeed made manifest in flesh and His name was Christ Jesus. There wasn't nothing else he could do except die. And he did that. And he did that. But he says, I must work the works of him that sent me. My heavenly Father. My, God in heaven, my Father has sent me here for a reason. And I must do his works. And he says, while it is day, because the night cometh when no man can work. Marie, hope when the night cometh. You know what it's like driving. Ronnie, you know. A man can't do no work when it's dark. And he says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Amen. Christ is in the world today. He was in our service this morning, believe it or not. He was made manifest through His people. And that's how He likes it. Because we're doing the works of Him while it's day and while it's light. And that's what He asked from us. This young man sacrificed his way of life. But he didn't turn his back on Jesus. The, the price he paid was a huge price. But God rewarded him for it. Can we say the same thing today as God's people? I pray that we could. I know we could. I believe that if each and every any of us in here tonight was was if we was put before that very thing, Clarence would do the same thing. Because we love the Lord too much. We wouldn't turn our back on Jesus. I don't know if so in here tonight would turn his back on Christ. But you know, if one of us did, he'd forgive us of it, my mom. That's what's so great about our Savior. He would forgive us if we did that. Church, we have a work to do. This church has a need, Brother Ray. And I pray that through prayers and love and kindness and being able to create a relationship that we can do God's work in this church. And I believe He'll bless us for it if we will. I know. I don't believe nothing, Gene. I quit believing. I know that He'll bless us. I believe that with all my heart uh, uh, because uh, uh, we overlook the everyday blessings that He gives us. 
us being able to wake up and see the sunrise, and us being able to look around the people that God has put in our lives, sometimes we take it for granted. But this young man's blind, I guarantee you didn't. And when he received this sight, there was glory in heaven. Just another miracle that Christ performed while he was on this earth to show the, the people Arlene of this world that indeed I am the Son of God. I am the Son of God. That's the message this evening. I pray that you would enjoy it. Uh, he put this blind man on my heart today for some reason. And he did that for the very reason of we need a healing in our church. And as long as he's in the world, in other words, as long as we believe, he'll answer our prayers. And we'll see a miracle. And that way he could just be made manifest to his people. One more soul. You know, that song it's written, just one more soul. Come down and out. Oh, what a blessing to be. Thank you.